and we are live hey consciously roll see rolls see weed <laughs> see rolls um not about to play with you see, see rizzle listen <laughs> we're not we're not which, which, which identity prude rolls which identity are we going with today girl <laughs> the loud mouth prude I like that. <laughs> That's what I should have changed it to. So um, that that part. Yeah. Uh, what's good? What's good? What's good? Happy Sunday, child. Happy Sunday. What's good with you? Girl, honey, back in this thing like I ain't never left. It's been a long weekend. I have been to Mississippi and back. I am tired. Oh, I bet. Um, but it was a good weekend. Um, good. you know, uh, we went, I went down to um, my cousin passed away, and so um, his funeral was this weekend. Yeah, my condolences. And, um, thank y'all. Um, so we went down for that. Um, got a chance to talk to family and friends and stuff that I hadn't seen in a while. So that's always good. Um, but yeah, that was about it. That's about it. What about you? Um, I've had a pretty chill, a cool week. I feel like it's been pretty productive. I got a lot done. Um, running errands, getting stuff done for next week. And yeah, that's about it. Not not too much. Um, it's been a chill week though. Um, not a whole lot, a whole lot of, which is a good thing. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Let me ask you your opinion on something. Okay. Much, uh, Do I look like an extra off the raisin, a raisin in the sun? <laughs> no, um, but you have a very do mature I, look. Do I look like my name should be Clara Bill? <laughs> no, but a very mature look. While I'm over here rocking my pony to the side, all I knew it needed some bamboo um, earrings. Yes. Um, you know like I don't wear big earrings, baby. I don't wear should. big earrings, but <laughs> if I did. Okay, babe, I'm going to stop. I thought you some know, door I knockers. Like, I like <laughs> See, Carlin like that. He said you look like a housewife, while I look like a hood rat. <laughs> I like to look like a hood rat. You look like a prude, but you, you be fooling them. You be fooling them. Mm-hmm. No, I'm actually very, very innocent. I know I'm a single mom and I was a single mom. And <laughs> we not but you know that this, was like my only partner before Curlin. This is what we not about to do. What? This is what we not about to do. Lie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call me a liar? <laughs> no, I mean, said, you know, like if you ain't have a baby, then you delete them. I'm the only innocent one up here, is what I mean by that. Uh, Thank you, uh, Dylan. I feel like I'm like. <laughs> you have you ever been into like I have a friend. Okay, one of my friends. This is my girl. She's into like the pinup style. Like she calls herself Jessica Rabbit, but she's like loves like that's how she dressed. But baby, she's a sexy kitten. You hear me? She will fool you because she's very much a free spirit. She's into that pinup style, but like sexy pinup style. I'm talking about dresses fitting the body, yada yada, like a glove. So that's her thing. I'm into it, but we only role play on Thursdays, honey. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
you know what I'm saying? I have to. <laughs> honey, the biscuits are ready. Oh, <laughs> with your uh, apron on. Listen, <laughs> no, but you got to wear your aprons when you naked. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Just throw the apron off. Child, I know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> You think because I said something about scat one time, but anyway, I, oh. you should be able to relate. I mean, <laughs> anyway, any no more about it. War, dear, Carlin, my love. <laughs> I used to love Cindy Lauper and Boy George, baby. I'm sure my age. You hear me? I was five or six. You couldn't tell me that I was not going to Hollywood to meet Cindy Lauper. That was my nickname when I was a little girl. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Hollywood. That's what they used to call me when I was a little girl because I was going to Hollywood Please. to meet Michael Jackson, Cindy Lauper, and Boy George, baby. I was girl, going. a mess. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm about to, uh, go bake some fucking cookies. And... You cute though with it. You cute with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank um, you so much, dear. And I look like an around the way girl, but I got on my lacy top, you know, <laughs> you know, um, I feel like I should have on something like that with like an airbrush shirt. You know, like an airbrush shirt oh, or something. Yes. I swear to God, I really want to hear <laughs> have ones. like I want to have me a city gear party. <laughs> I so swear good. to God, I'm, I'm the only one. I want everybody to show up wearing savage across the chest. <laughs> and Y'all Listen. do not know. I went through a stage where I wanted to be like, have you ever met like the suburban girls who want to be hood so bad? So like we went for like my, the small town I lived in was like four hours outside of Chicago and we would go to Chicago, like slumming it. And then like, I wanted to be hood so bad. So I, I remember like this shirt, like my first airbrush shirt, like I went into the airbrush t-shirt shop in the South side of Chicago and it was like, get on my level on the front and ho on the back. <laughs> Girl, you cannot tell me I wasn't <laughs> and stuck out like a sore thumb. They used to look at me like, you ain't from here, are you? <laughs> I'd be like, no. <laughs> but I thought, you know. <laughs> I had um, I had some airbrush Tims. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Tims. Yes, I have some mm-hmm. airbrush Tims. Um that were fly that had my name on them. They were oh. And I used to wear it with like this rocker weird jogging suit. They used to say okay. rocker and wear it on the booty <laughs> with my little hideous shit. You couldn't tell me. Shall was Girl. Like, oh, uh, uh, oh, I was such that. a label whore, baby. You couldn't tell. My apple bottom, my Anichi, like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell me. Yes, I, I, I wanted to be down so bad, but you know. Did you have some Paris Sucos? No, I didn't. But I was more like Jabo jeans. That was my favorite. Love me some Jabot. Yes, give me some Jabo jeans any day and some white ones. Listen, that part. It's kind of crazy that ones are still as popular yeah. as they are, mm-hmm. but they are the most uncomfortable Nike ever made. Girl. 
And Ever. I felt like if I scuffed my shoes that they weren't good enough for life anymore, so I would they would end up being like my little runaround. I used to walk like Frankenstein when I had ones on because I didn't want to uh, crease the top of my shoe. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you that damn. I bought Solomon some damn Jordans and he must have bent down to tie his shoe. Girl, like Girl, had a heart attack. He a privileged child. Uh, you can tell him because he don't know. He does, you like you see people take their sh- off to tie up their shoe because they don't want to crease the when front of the I shoe. say like my my chest was like I almost had a panic attack watching girl. Him t- I was like unbelievable. I wish I would. So now Mm-mm-mm. Solomon has to take his own allowance money and buy those kind of shoes because I can't girl he would have like, been wearing the Pokemon three thousands after that. Listen, girl. Listen. When I say Mm-mm. my nerves was bad. Like yeah, I no. can't believe. Like when I say, and then just recently, just mm-hmm. recently, he has started playing in his play shoes. So he's bought his own shoes. He okay. bought himself two pairs. Oh, he so do two pair. He got enough fucking money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to our grandpa and his grandparents, because child, mm-hmm. listen. Um. So he's bought his own shoes, and so now he's wearing like raggedy shoes around. But then he want to dress like raggedy shoes. I'm like, you can't wear that shit when you coming out with me. You need to <laughs> you go get them good shoes. Yeah, like, oh, okay, mom. Like, you know, I just want to make sure I keep my shoes clean. I'm Listen. like, I wish you had a thought about that shit when I was buying them clothes. <laughs> he, look, he didn't care. It was your money then. Facts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. These kids are mess. Made me tired, child. Mm-hmm. Look, but, yeah. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. Girl. Um, girl, I got a f- few topics to talk about before you. Re- you anything else before we jump off into them? Yes. Um, what? unfortunately, our guest will not be able to join us today. Yeah. So I just want to kind of get that out the way. But we still gonna, you know, the show must go on, honey. Mm-hmm. Y'all got they- us. And babe, yeah. if you're listening, can you please bring the heater up here? Please and thank you because I'm cold. Chilly. Mr. Curlin, thank you, War dear. <laughs> <laughs> Curlin, dear, will you please, honey, sugar pie, mm. sugar plum. I so you want to introduce? <laughs> you want to introduce your topic first? Yes, girl. So. Have you heard? Hold on, child. It's a lot going on up in here. What the hell? Oh, we got a lot. Okay. Let me start off with this. Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan are working hard on having a baby. Listen, she the boy Scotty Pippen's kids. She the fuck future. She is with Michael Jordan's son. They say that Larsa is 40, motherfucking eight. And Larsa is still looking for an extra check, honey. They said Larsa has been at fertility clinic after fertility clinic after fertility clinic. And she is trying to have this man's baby. And he is going along with the program. Which I'm like, where what? is where is Mike? Where is Big Mike? Where your daddy? Where your daddy? Um, but I think Mike is saying I got enough money to son. Yeah, knock that bitch up just to slap uh Scotty Pippen in the face. <laughs> um, 
I think I really think MJ is that type of has that type of money that was and was like, yeah, knock her ass up. Yeah, let her have a baby, son. We got enough money to cover it. You think he that much of an a hole that he like on that type of time? Yeah, cause ain't no way. Oh, let me tell y'all. Let me give y'all a little bit of Solomon business, child. Make sure his little demon ass ain't coming out from nowhere to listen to me talk about this. And Solomon, if you listening, you're going to get beat up because you ain't supposed to be listening to this show anyway. So let me tell y'all, um, he got a little crush or something at school, right? And he was asking me, should he get the girl like a Valentine's Day gift? And I was like, do you want to? And he was like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to make up your mind about that, right? And so he was like, well, nah, I ain't going to do it. Man, when I say on the inside, I was like, yeah, I was so, so happy because I was like, thank God he is not, I'm not raising no goddamn sense. I just fucking refuse. And I told him, I said, well, if you're not sure about something, I'm good. And I was like, I'm proud of you. And I'm glad you said no, because I don't want to be raising no sense. And if you are unsure about something. And if you aren't sure about it, then you shouldn't do it. And if you're not sure if she feels the same way, you definitely shouldn't do it. Because I don't want you to be out here looking crazy. And he didn't do it. So I was proud. But now where is Juanita? Child, at first I was like, who the hell is Juanita? And then I re- remember Juanita Jordan. Um, baby, Juanita is still in the hood picking up niggas. And Michael Jordan, with, using Michael Jordan's name. What you talking about? Child, Juanita is out, honey. She pro- maybe she didn't set the greatest example herself. Like, mine, you bringing home, you know, dudes from the hood. Like, you really can't critique me sleeping, you know, with these old broads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he maybe he get it from his mama. Maybe seeing her dating young men, hood boogers, is where he got it from. Baby, because uh, Juanita, they said Juanita used to drive through the hood and Lambos and shit, pulling up on niggas like hop in, like she would ghost and shit from power and stuff. So, uh, little Mike, little Mike was like, Well, dad, you know, I really like Larsa. And Mike was like, Yeah, just knock that bitch up despite uh, Pippin. And so, the thing is, he Michael Jordan's son, he could have any chick, like. Why this woman that is your mama's age got six kids, was married for 20 plus years, then been passed around by rappers, a bad BBL. Like, why? Why? You know what? Maybe she has that. Um, you remember the last show you had mentioned something about a guac guac. 3,000? I don't, I don't recall mentioning. Oh, I do. Um, <laughs> you remember when Concrete was talking about the Guac Guac 3,000? Maybe she got the four, the new one. And so, yeah, maybe she's, maybe that's it because I don't get it. I, I'm, I've been trying to understand the math thing, math thing. I've been adding this shit. I done subtracted. I done multiplied some shit. I still have come up with nothing but that this is some bullshit. And I just, I don't know. It's weird. Like, you, like, 30, and this lady's almost, she's somebody's grandma, or she should be somebody's grandma. And, um, yeah. So, we don't know. The guac guac sounds tempting. Baby. Wow. But maybe she got that guac guac 4,000. We don't know. 
Concrete, you are frozen in time, baby. We don't know what's going on. Anywho, what else I wanted to bring up was um Camille Winbush uh had did an OnlyFans. If y'all don't remember Camille Winbush, she was from the Bernie Mac show. And Camille has decided to do OnlyFans, and Camille has been making motherfucking bank. Bank, you hear me? Camille says she done made a couple million within the last two, three years. And she has not been in trouble. She hasn't been doing anything. So she has encouraged baby girl to get her OnlyFans started. And so now um, baby girl is on OnlyFans. And um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so baby girl is on OnlyFans now. And um, everybody is talking about uh, Pippin, not Pippin, Lord have mercy, is talking about uh, Bernie Mac rolling over in his grave. And what y'all think? Do y'all think Bernie Mac is tripping about her uh, being on OnlyFans? Cause I, or would he have tripped about her being on OnlyFans? Because I'm like, imagine getting accustomed to a lifestyle. And then when you get accustomed to that lifestyle and your show ends, and um, then you don't have any money, but you are still accustomed to this lifestyle. And so, yeah, baby girl is on OnlyFans now. Uh, oh, Ed, you got a subscription? We you know we didn't know we didn't know. But yeah, Camille's on, on Camille and baby girl is on OnlyFans. They probably end up doing a duo, you know. Uh, but y'all, I'm sure y'all will let us know. So. Yeah, um, we know the show ended 20 years ago. You do have a, a, a point, but when you see some people and you have kind of had them under the um, kind of under the guise that you know, we don't generally let people go grow up, so then if we see somebody and they end up doing something wild, we're generally like, What the hell happened? Um, and now they're doing OnlyFans, you know, it's just different. It's crazy to see people grow up and then now they taking it off for cash, honey, they doing whatever for cash. And so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, concrete, what you think about that? I mean, she's grown. Um, you know, she was a, a child actress, but you know, she's grown. Um, she can make her own decisions. Um, this isn't the way that I saw her uh, <laughs> career going, but um, I do feel like we don't allow people the chance to grow up and I, we, we, we place people in a box. Um, it's not what I would consider to be a moral career, but um, she has the right to take it off if she wants to. So take it off. Take it out. Uh, and let her, uh, uh. Uh, you know, we are in the age of no shaming women that, you know, a woman should be able to take it off and get paid to do so that, you know, you shouldn't objectify women too, but it's okay for them to objectify themselves if, you know, they're doing it for, for a coin. So, you know. Yeah. What yeah. can you say? So, 
Um, <laughs> shout out to Dante, Sister George. We waiting her on what? yours. My what? You waiting on her what? On my what? Um. <laughs> yeah, what you waiting on, Dante? Get your ass out of here. Um. Anyway, I had a for your super chat, Dante. Anybody playing with him? Get the hell on me. Um. I had something that I wanted to bring up. And um, it is, it, I found it to be very interesting. So we know Riri was on the cover of British Vogue. Um, she recently performed at the Super Bowl and announced baby number two. So she will be a baby mama for the second time. Or maybe they might get married. They might you know, go ahead and do things the traditional way. Who knows? Who knows? But um, uh, the men seem to be bothered by this photo shoot or the cover of this magazine. And on Twitter, they had a lot to say. So they redid the they redid the cover and this was the revised cover. And as you can see, they said that, you know, Rihanna has a strong Ooh. face. She's looking strong, masculine and dominant and he's following behind her. And I wanted to know if you saw this and if so, what are your thoughts? I did see this. And I mean, come on, uh, Rihanna is the breadwinner clearly in this situation. Um, ASAP Rocky is gonna be tagging along like a little hoe. I've also noticed a lot of white women throwing themselves at ASAP Rocky, and I want to know how long him and Rihanna are gonna last because you know how how it is. A lot of black men can't resist the the white temptation, and so um. You know, you had like women like Roseanne Barr, which black men love a big white girl. Um, so I'm just wondering like how long it's gonna last, but I don't know if I would actually say that he's been emasculated because I haven't heard him speak and he doesn't, I, I haven't re heard Rihanna speak too much about their relationship. But now when it comes to like magazine covers and stuff like that, um, of course, I think that there's going to be a portrayal of black men to be seen in a certain light. Um, we They won't let black men be seen as dominant and masculine um, when it comes down to uh, white media, white, white media. We don't see black men as, or excuse me, they won't show black men as dominant and masculine um, every chance they get, they're going to emasculate black men. So I, I haven't heard Riri emasculate ASAP Rocky, uh, but this cover is definitely like she's leading him. And, you know, being that we know that she's um, headed to billionaire status or on billionaire right. status, of course, it's going to seem like she's, you know, running the show. So I don't know. 
I would agree. And I do think I can see where people would get that from this cover. But also, it does seem like he's playing the background. Um, you know, the thing is, I came across this tweet and it said something about when you date a hustler, you're automatically signing up to be the assistant, whether you know it or not. And, you know, that could be said about ASAP. Like he dated, a, he's dating in relationship with a hustler and maybe he doesn't mind playing the background. Literally, she's a go-getter. And like, you know, what man does or what person doesn't want to be partnered with a go-getter but if you are a man and traditionally if you're a tradition even if you're a traditional man uh you would have to be okay with playing the background because i don't think she's going to stop her grind and if i were him i wouldn't want her to stop her grind but are you okay with playing that supportive role and if you are that's okay but i don't necessarily think that you my, my husband i asked him what he thought about this photo and he kind of had the same opinions that most men seem to have about the photo and he said even if he were with a woman and he partnered with someone that her career was soaring he wouldn't he, he wouldn't be part of a photo shoot like this he wouldn't sign up for it uh you know yeah she can go on the cover or maybe even her and baby but i ain't trailing behind her like as if she's leading me it's the symbolism in it is not okay with yeah me. And, I, and i i can agree with that I agree. Um, but like I said, it's not going to be a thing to where they're going to have um, black men seen in a masculine light anyway. Right. Um, and because they don't want black men to be seen as masculine or mm -hmm. if they're seen as masculine, um, it's in the most toxic way possible. Um, yeah. Like they're abusive or some type of beast or um, if they're masculine, they're running behind white women. Um, yeah. And you a lot of I'm the saying. women felt like Juju. They said, it's a fashion magazine. Of course, she's in the front. Of course, it's a fashion magazine. But like some men may just say, well, I don't want to take part of it. Like my husband, he ain't into fashion. Okay, but I'm gonna let that be your thing. You know, I can support you, love you, but I don't necessarily have to be a part of the shoot. And I will respect that and be like, okay, you know, babe, you know, he may even come along. So, you know, because he, he will want to be there for his son, but not necessarily involved in the actual photo shoot. So Chief Rocca, you took the picture right out of my mind because that's exactly what I thought about when I was saying that they will um a let black men appear to be masculine if it pertains a white woman or something like that um so and that pick was the exact thing that i had thought about my mind and when they re recreated that pick it was actually a gorilla um carrying a white woman so you know what i'm saying then if you masculine then you some type of gorilla or you're an animal it can't ever just be um a man and his woman um yeah, unless you're talking about like a Jay-Z or Beyonce. Yeah. But are we overthinking it? Because like Juju was saying, she doesn't see anything wrong with it. It's a beautiful picture. They both look good. They both look happy. Are men overthinking it? And are we? Because like for me, um, I... I I don't, I see, I see what men see. Like my point is I see what they see. I'm also an objective person. So eh, I, I see the symbolism in it. I would prefer to do another um, pose. I would prefer to do a different type of pose. Me personally, I would be like, yeah, let's, let's do something a little bit different. Yeah. But I see what men see, but are we looking too deeply into it? Is this that conspiratorial thinking, you know? 
I don't think we're looking too deep into it because it's happened time and time and time again. Um, if you notice that they uh, photographed Jonathan Majors and Jonathan Majors was sitting up there with his lips pursed up like a whole bitch. Excuse me. Um, and so he was supposed to be a masculine black man and he's got his shirt off in a pink jacket and he looks like he is going to perform a guac walk 4000 and so it's just like I, I listen i see i see what people talking i get it i get what men are talking about um yeah I, we don't see many masculine men even when the man is masculine they will try to make him out to be something that he's not think about omar epps Omar, they had Omar Epps in a skirt. In a skirt. I don't know. I, I, I think Dave Chappelle had a point at some point. Dave Chappelle, they was trying to get him to put on a dress. Come on, I don't know. I, I think that there's definitely a war against masculinity or seeing exactly as and masculine. I definitely don't don't be so naive as to think there isn't a hidden agenda. Like, do you not realize that everything in Hollywood, there is a hidden agenda? The thing is, we be so sleep like and, and people be like you too. People be like you too woke. But y'all be so sleep to the point that you don't realize what's going on until it's right in front of you. And then it's yeah. too damn late. You don't realize Pizzagate until Jeffrey Epstein is arrested and about to have to testify yeah, until he, some, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't realize stuff is going on. You'll hear murmurings about it for 20, 30 years, but don't recognize it until it's in your face and you have a choice. You have no choice but to recognize it. Then if you if you take a take it another step, think about white men. Think about Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you ever seen Leonardo DiCaprio as unfeminine as as a feminine man? Think about that. Have you ever seen Mel Gibson as a feminine man? Have you ever yeah. seen Brad Pitt as a feminine man? You know what? Okay, for real talk, I now this is not See, y'all y'all like to take my words out of context and be like, she's racist. I don't see <laughs> I don't see them as masculine though. I get what you're saying, but like Mel I'm Gibson, like, okay, you know, maybe, but um like Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Tom um what's his name? Um the one who was jumping on the couch <laughs> for um I don't see none of them as like, you know, masculine men. I don't see, um, I don't see them as, you know, overly masculine men in the first place, but I get what you're saying. Are they bitchifying them? <laughs> I get what you're saying. And that's what I'm saying. We, they don't bitchify them the way they will try to do black men in the, on, on, in media. Um, they will try to make Brad Pitt the most masculine man. What's the guy, Ben Affleck? Have you ever seen Ben Affleck be emasculate? Like, they don't emasculate certain men. But as soon as a man of uh, of a black a black man tries to get ahead in Hollywood, you're going to put on a dress or you ain't going nowhere. You're going to be our bitch or you're not going nowhere. We've seen that. Um... <sighs> 
the they say he is, was in a dress in Robin Hood and men of tights. I forgot about that. What they okay? See, oh, like I don't know. For me, black, and the thing is, they have um, there there is a there's been an agenda to masculine masculine masculinize masculine i can't say that word um blackness so i see blackness as a very masculine thing whiteness i don't but even when you think about um tom cruise like the man wears heels to make himself appear taller so i'm not seeing him i don't care if he played in top gun mission impossible whatever they could put him in any role that they want okay i see that as him acting in a role I don't see him as the person, as a masculine individual. And that's just me, you know. No, I get it. I get it. I'm arguing. You know how, girl, you know how I argue with them folks in the comments. (laughs) Shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says, it's this type of subtle subliminal imagery that got us here in the first place. Here equals gender war. Um, Yeah, because then what we've also noticed is you don't get to see Black women acting in a lot of softer roles, especially when they are dark-skinned. Um, black women are going to be somebody's warrior princess. They fighting about something. We mad about something. We angry about something. Um, I think there's a show with, is it Zoe, Zoe Zaldana? Saldana um, from scratch. Zoe Saldana. Yeah. And from scratch, she's dating a white man and they have her being her most feminine um, self in that movie. And she wasn't, but you know, generally in movies, they're going to portray us as um, ghetto hood, loud, crazy, um, ratchet. Um, a lot of times there's not a lot of good imagery for black women. That's either. what they want to see. We're overly my, masculine in a lot of movies. I was talking to my husband about why did Monique win a, what did she win? A Grammy for, um, not a Grammy. Uh, um, an Oscar for Precious. Yeah. An Oscar for, um, Precious because that like the, the, that was not a good movie and the writing sucked like, but that was what they want. That's how they view black women. So they was like, Oh, that, you know, they, the, the, um, the people voting on, you know, who would win the award felt like it was very, it was very authentic. So they were like a, a black woman cursing, smoking a cigarette, lip cigarette, hanging off her lip, cursing somebody out, yeah. you know, be this, be that. That's 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 how black women act. So yeah. they felt like that was very believable, you know. Um, I I have thought that yeah, the toxic mother archetype is definitely a thing. Um, unless she mammy ended up for somebody's white kids, and then you know they'll show them in um, if she's mammying then she'll be shown in a somewhat feminine light. So <laughs> it's interesting. Um, shout out to Black Vulcan 21. He says, masculinity is defined as James Bond in the dominant society. In our community, it is Tupac. You said a word then. You said mm, a word. That's a good um, one. Because that's yeah. exactly how it's portrayed. Exactly. <laughs> So you said a word. Um, that's hella true. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of interesting though, because 
Damn. It is. It got me my wheels spinning a bit. Why? If you really start thinking about it, um, if you were able to think about black men as being masculine, think about you basically have Denzel Washington, which we don't really see Denzel as I don't think anybody can look at Denzel and think feminine. I don't get a feminine energy from Denzel Washington. But outside of Denzel Washington in today's age, think of any top black movie stars that would be considered masculine and play those masculine roles. And Um, Samuel L. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but what is Samuel L? Very gruff, mother effer, you know, like, you know, cursing. You don't ever that. generally see Samuel L. Jackson as a classy black man. No, no. Denzel would be our classy black man who can turn thug. But of course, when he turned thug, he won an Oscar. We don't yeah, know. that's true. So wow. interesting. I, and if you guys can think of like. Um, Idris? I don't know. Idris? Idris? Idris, but when's the last movie we've seen Idris in? We ain't seen Denzel in nothing in a minute. Also facts. We've seen mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, but then in comedies. Not in the serious. Yeah. Yeah. Now you what do you see? Jonathan Majors. You see um what's his name? Keith Lakeith Stanfield, like you know. These... But didn't Lakeith Stanfield take some pictures that were a little questionable? I remember. Oh, you yeah, remember he did. that? He did. Like they're all into that androgyny type exactly of exactly my point. You got this man, Jonathan Majors, who was in Creed. You got him with his lip pursed up. He's looking extra, extra, extra. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Blair Underwood. We haven't seen Blair Underwood since the 90s. Where the hell is Blair Underwood? They need to put out an APB because they say he was this little and you want to kind of come to him like, come here, little sugar. But we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him. Um, Anthony Mackey. I don't I don't know who that is. Uh, you know, Anthony Mackey. Ain't he in a TV series now? Um, he looked like an average black man. He's so very average looking. I don't even have him because he's just so regular looking. Um, a shout out to Mr. Curlin again. Thank you so much. He says, if you think about it, what Black Vulcan said has been true since black exploitation. Yeah, because I think that was the period where we had the most men that appeared masculine, didn't appear to be ran by the bitch, one sitting there groveling and crying and, oh, mama, 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 mama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We we don't see a lot of it now. We see everybody. Hey, girl. Medea and shit. Can uh, I think we've talked about this before? Like, I can never look at Tyler Perry as a masculine man. I I can't see him as a man. When he tried to, when he read, um, what was that remake? Oh my gosh, my husband was so mad because he said he messed it up. Um, dang, and he tried to make himself into this um 
Oh my gosh. I can't even think of what it was, but it was a very masculine role. It wasn't even believable because I'm so used to him being Medea. What was the damn I'd name? be expecting him to be like, hello. That's all I, I know. Like, every time know. he's masculine, I'm like, where is it? Where, when is it going to come? Oh um, gosh. Michael B. Jordan, I think, there, oh, yeah. no, there were actually questionable pictures of him as well. Google him. He looked very zesty um, yeah. at a point. Derek Luke will probably be another one that's been seen as masculine. I've seen, um, I haven't seen Derek Luke be emasculated, let's say yet. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. That's a good mm-hmm. one. That's mm-hmm. a really good one. Those two are really good ones. Derek Luke and Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Yeah, I, I feel y'all on that. that. Those are good ones um, because I haven't seen those guys be, um, yeah. Shout out to Azriel, first of his name. He says, you you ever notice white men don't need to have a deep voice, um, be considered masculine. They're also pre- provided more archetypes. The artist, the suave us is a thug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't get to see black men in sophisticated, classier roles yeah. unless they working to be somebody. What's the man's name? Um, Forrest Whitaker. And Forrest oh, Whitaker yeah. is a hell of an actor. What's Bokeem Woodbine? I've never seen him play in oh. any um feminine roles. And I like Bokeem. I think Bokeem is a hell of an I actor. I haven't either seen him playing any feminine roles. Yeah. But... I don't, I'm not even going to say that he plays the same roles. I think Bo Keem doesn't get the recognition. He hasn't gotten a lot. Yeah, he, yeah, I feel like he gets like a lot of supporting roles. Yeah, but he's mm-hmm. a hell of an actor. Like, yeah. I don't, I never thought he got. He plays the bad too. guy too well. Like, you know how they, they have those memes and it's like the, the people who you be scared of in real life because they play the character too well. He yeah. one of them. <laughs> yes, he plays a hell out of a role. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and Alex Cross was the movie. Um, shout out to Danny IRL, Danny in real life. Thank honey. you. Thank you so much, lady, for the super chat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just does not want to be called a black actor. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Super eye roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They make me so sick. You don't want to be too, called child. a black after after you didn't collect a check after check after check All after for those check. black roles that you acted in. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Yeah, yeah, child. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I think they typecast uh Bokeem too. Um, but Bokeem is definitely a hell of an actor. He is a hell a, of an actor. A lot of people get typecast and it's to their benefit because they typecast Michael K and baby, he was a good actor. I absolutely loved Michael K. Williams. Oh, From the Michael Wire. K. was excellent as an actor. Why did I like him actor. so much? Like, I thought he was such a great actor. Girl, the way he played, what was the guy he played on The Wire? <laughs> I don't even remember his name. What was his name? Oh, but he man. played him a little too good, though. A little, Girl. A little too good. Coming through too whistling good. and shit. Girl, they was yeah, he had the hood. Sure. You know he was um a member of the alphabets. Like it was a little too good, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can Omar. Yeah, that was oh, it. Yeah. There, Omar. Thank you, w for one vote. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was he played. I loved Omar. Omar was like one of my favorite characters in the wire. 
Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was why he was one of my favorite for characters sure. on the wire. Um, shout out to CD. He says, You all tripping how you taking a fictional British fake spy in tight trousers. Do you not realize Tupac once shot a racist white cop who was harassing another black man and then was acquitted? Y'all lost. CD, what 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 are we tripping about? Uh, like, I don't get what point you're making, like in reference to what you think we're tripping about. Though, no, I think when it came down to Tupac, Tupac was not a thug, but um, Tupac was marketed as a thug. There was yeah. thug life. There was the rap songs. There was the trouble that he got into. That was there the was persona he portrayed, though. He was he on per- death he row. Portrayed- the per- we know that Tupac was, you know, went to a thespian school and was an artist, but the persona that Tupac took on and the persona that he portrayed to the world was one of a thug. So, yeah, we know yeah. that he, you know, he was raised by revolutionaries and that even if you listen to a lot of his music that transferred into his art, but the persona that he took on was one of a thug. Yeah. Um, shout out to Django Geek. He says, if you could choose the imagery, but only had the option of toxic or simp, what would you choose? Same for women. Would it be bed wench or warrior queens? Um, If you could choose imagery, but only had the options of toxic or simp, what would you choose? I'm going to choose toxic. I'm sorry. I ain't going to lie. Because in today's definition of toxic, my husband would be considered toxic. I ain't going to lie. Because toxic, like he is very set in his ways and he is a very masculine man that is not going to... um, he's not going to allow society standards of what a man should be to dictate how he should operate. So in that regard, he would be considered toxic. Um, So I would say toxic by today's standards because I don't consider him toxic. But um, if for women at bed, winch or warrior Queens, I don't really know how you define either because so I'm a little stuck on that part. Um, yeah. Um, and the thing is, if a man is expressing um, sensitivity or softness and kindness, that is considered a simp. Yeah, that's true. And so no, that's I don't true. know. That's a hard thing because. Yeah. And even if my, a man loves his wife and he's uh, like loving his wife out loud, they consider him a simp. So yeah, simp too. So that's a good point. Mm. Yeah. Like if your man is good to you and you good to your man, but if your man is good to you out loud, oh, he a simp and he just, you just running over him because he good to you. And it's yeah. like, well, damn. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But like for me, if toxic means a man that's standing firm on what he said, a man that literally believes in traditionalism, believes in gender roles, like literally women will say that's toxic. Give me toxic all day. I don't want a man that I can run over. What the f- baby, give me toxic. Like y'all, y'all like they stretch the these definitions 
you know, so far that they don't even really fit the origin of where the words came from. So it's hard for me to apply them. I know, you know, people would be like, oh, that's toxic because your man is a true leader and you can't run over him. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't want somebody that I can run over. So like for what? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a lesbian. I don't need another bitch. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Black Wealth and Power. He says, would y'all consider Jay-Z or 50 Cent standard bearers of Black masculinity? If so, what do you think their differences are? Um, I'm going to say with 50, um, 50 is a powerful man. And when we talk about power, I mean, being able to write the checks, um, you can go to social media, get people on board with whatever you can also, you also have the power to use your voice to take shit away. Um, 50 has been a street dude, um, a real street dude at one point. Um, so I would definitely say 50 would be considered a masculine man in my eyes. Um, 50 would be considered a masculine man. Um, 50 50 and Jay are both kind of quiet as far as their business uh, is concerned. Like you don't hear Jay-Z crying about what Beyonce doing. You don't hear 50 crying about what Vivica was doing or uh, other people that he slept with. Um, I think that they don't, they aren't considered bitchy would be the term not going to say not necessarily emotional because 50 does kind of express more emotion than Jay-Z and 50 is definitely more reactionary than Jay-Z. Jay-Z kind of holds his cars to his chest while 50 does need a lot more validation in certain aspects. In my opinion is my opinion. Um, but I don't know what you think about that concrete. That's a good question. Um, I would say, standard bearer of black masculinity would probably be 50 cent because when I see standard, when I think of standard black, black masculinity, I think there's a lack of emotional intelligence. And I see that in 50 cent, um, 50 cent, um, has the inability to control his emotions. And that is a sign that he lacks emotional intelligence. He also, Hmm. um, another sign that he lacks emotional intelligence is his inability to read the room. Um, You know, and, you know, he sticks his foot in his mouth when he says offensive things about people that are going through, um, something relating to their mental health. Um, So I would say I would consider 50 cent to be more of what I would be, think that would be more kin to the standard of black masculinity today. Jay-Z, I don't think we get to see enough of Jay-Z to make that call. Um, I don't know. I think Jay-Z seems to be more private. So it's very difficult to know. I, I don't I don't know enough to be able to speak on Jay-Z. I think he seems to be just very private in his dealings. Yeah. Um, that was a great question, Black Wealth Empower. We appreciate yeah. that. Um, a shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, I know all of the mass the manosphere are masculine. 
Do you agree? Can I say something real quick before you answer that? I'm sorry. G-T-E-E-N-T, I didn't say because he shows his emotions, he lacks emotional intelligence. He doesn't seem to know how to control his emotions. And I listed several reasons, several signs to um, indicate that he is a person who lacks emotional intelligence. So, um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I mean, um, you're right, Concrete, because 50 is very much reactionary. And reactionary isn't a sign of control. Um, and he is yeah. forever putting his foot in his mouth. So even in, in his capacity, so much so that, you know, it's impacted his business dealings. Fortunately, he does have a good business. Um, he does have a good business, meaning, you know, he has a good business product. His, his shows are a good business product. He has good writers that are on yeah. his team and he has a good business product as a result. So he was fortunately able to get a deal with Fox or FX, same thing. Um, but it, his his lack of emotional intelligence, his emotional outbursts, his inability to control his emotions and to channel those emotions to in a constructive way has cost him business dealings. Come on now. It's, it's self-evident. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's evident. Excuse me. Not self-evident. But go ahead then. Yeah. So do you think that the manosphere... Um, Eugene still says he knows all of the manosphere are masculine. Do you agree? Well, you got that face. I'm frozen. <laughs> Girl. I'm, I'm not weak. about to play with you and Eugene. <laughs> I was getting ready to go, girl. I'm not about to play with you and Eugene still. <laughs> Girl, I'm done. <laughs> um, okay. that, uh, Eugene, you have just presented our poll question for the day. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. That's a good so one. So shout out to you, Eugene. Let me hurry up and get this poll question in here, yes. honey, because... Eugene just came up with it, honey. And um, yeah, girl. <laughs> well, child, that, that, was, that was a pretty good one because, honey, um, I, I will say this. Um, so, you know, I it's hard. Like, okay, so I will say this. Um, so I really only interact with a very select group of men from the metal sphere. I ain't even gonna lie. However, I do think that a, that a number of the men in this space um, are in a um, still in a state of rage and you know, when they're interacting in the space, being that they're still in that state of rage, it's hard to judge their masculinity. It's hard to put their masculinity on a scale because a lot of the times when you're interacting with them or you see them interacting, you only see them in that one state. Um, so it would be difficult to answer that question. Um, but I also would like to say that I don't believe in absolutes. So 
I would never be able to say yes to this um, just because I don't believe in, you know, absolutes. That's it's rare that I really will answer a question in, in an absolute way in that manner. So I would not answer even if I had if I was interacting with the most people in the manosphere, I would never answer this question with a yes. I'm trying to get my poll up, but uh, yeah, I know, you know, what you call it, be hating on me so bad, baby. So uh -oh. bad, but I'm gonna get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get that poll question up because, honey, that is hilarious to me because I want to know what y'all think. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. Yeah, what you think? What say you? I don't agree that the all of the manosphere is masculine. I don't agree with that at all whatsoever. I think you do have a lot of bitch-made dudes um, representing the space um, to a certain degree. And it's more so a lot of people in the audience, more so than the content creators themselves. But you do have some content creators that do um, act like some hoes. And it is what it is. Um, some 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 of them do some of them do and it like i said it is what it is but um we've definitely seen some whole behavior from um some of these content creators and you know i like i always hate to say it because i you know it makes me feel so bad but yeah child it is what it is it is definitely what it is um yeah yeah. So, yeah. Concrete, did you answer the question? Yeah, I answered it. I don't interact. Like, it's a very select group of men. The men that, out I of the men that you space. interacted with, um, would you say that they're masculine? It's hard for me to answer this because. Nah, it ain't that hard. Mm. Out of the men that I interacted with, would I say that they're masculine? Yeah. Would you say that they're masculine? Some of them. I would I would to be completely honest, I wouldn't say that the bulk of the men that I interact with come off as as non-masculine. Not the bulk of them. It's some that I come across that I'd be like, he act like a whole female dog. But it ain't the bulk of them. But again, most of the dudes that I interact with are right here. Like most of them don't act like they're non-masculine. It's some of them. I'd be like, you a hoe. But not most of them. The real talk. Like I'm being honest. Not most of them. Okay. That's how I feel. Um, the poll question is definitely up. Let us know what you guys think because I am curious now what what percentage who child I would say that I do think that the majority I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. I think you guys are Tell it. Uh, I think you guys are entitled to um, honesty today, just today. Um, and I'm a Sagittarian, so I'm going to give you the truth. I don't think the majority are there. I said it. I feel so much better about life. Um, yeah. Real talk. I would say 80-20. Like, it's not a whole lot of dudes that I'd be like, 
I'm talking about just their masculinity. Like if we're, if we're, because the thing, like if I'm like, not just that we have differing opinions. And when I think about like, what would make me call your masculinity into question for me, even you focusing on women, like, I think that as a man, um, I don't think that you talking about women being concerned about, you know, the behaviors of women being concerned about women run like real talk. I seriously, I feel like a man that is, and this is me as a conscious woman. I feel like a man is going to be community minded. A man cares about his community. And this is not to say that if you're not community minded, you're not a man. So this is saying like, this is what I look for in a man. So like the type of men that I will be assessing and you're a community minded man. So being that you're a community minded man, you will be concerned about the women in your community acting a damn fool, acting a donkey, not exhibiting behavior that is ladylike, twerking, not taking care of the children, you know, neglecting the children. Not like So I think having conversations around the behaviors of women in your community, not being effective to building a strong community is not a, a non-masculine trait. I don't find that to be a non-masculine trait. So saying that men talking about what the women in their community are doing is a non-masculine trait, that's not how I feel. I think that that is very masculine. I think that what man that cares about his community would not be concerned that the women in his community are doing everything but being you know, upright, upstanding women. So that's not like just talking about women. To me, that don't make you a non-masculine man. And I'm not saying that for you. I'm you know, I'd be responding to the comments, child. So that's what I It's interesting because there are certain aspects of masculinity that I feel like aren't necessarily on display. And to me, I think while there should be a concern about what's going on with women, I don't think that men, that should be men's main focus. I feel like what's going on with men should definitely be the main focus. And I feel like the conversation about men should be 80% of the conversation, but we're not in a space like that. Um, we're in a space where they mm. focus the majority of I shit like on women and actually pointing the shit at women and what women do as opposed to what men have going on and how men can improve and what men need to work on. If you're able to point the finger at women and say, well, it's black women's fault. Black women did this. Black women did that. Black women are doing this. Black women are doing that. Then you, to be honest to me, this is my opinion. You kind of take away your y'all's masculine edge because you're saying that you're actually being run and controlled by the bitch. And when you have an attitude to say that black women, black women, black women, and all you can do is point the finger at black women while not focusing on black men and black men's issue. To me, that is actually, um, whole behavior with women, mm, women okay. tend to focus and point the finger at men when we're trying to deflect, when we're trying to get the issues off, off of us, when we don't want anybody to look at our shortcomings, we then point to the men. I know I'm guilty of it. Um, but, uh, if, if we're acting in the same capacity or if we're both emotional, if we're both reactionary, those things to me aren't masculine and not to say, I think we, as humans contain both masculine and feminine energy. But to me, sometimes the feminine energy in the space is a lot much and not even being brought forth by the women with the feminine. Yeah. 
So I would say like real talk and I'm not like, I don't necessarily think that that real, like, I think number one, a man should be producing, a man should be producing. And I think that, so if, if 100% of your time is spent focusing on what a woman is doing, yes, that is problematic. Like, yeah, uh, I don't want people drawing extremes from what I'm saying. I yes. simply am saying that it is okay to be concerned about the women in your community. Yes, you should also be concerned with what the men in your community are doing, but that can be of concern to you too and worthy of conversation too. A man leads. So part of that leadership is leading the women too and also calling out and calling uh, you know calling women to task and and making sure that women are also accountable for their behavior men you're responsible for the children in your community so if you see women doing any and everything acting a damn fool acting a donkey not caring for these children that falls on you as the men of the community so you are negligent more negligent than the women if you say nothing so I, i'm not going to limit you to talking about that to 20 percent. but i do think that a great deal of your time should be spent on producing but you can also spend time on being focused on what the women are doing you should also be spending time on being focused with what the men are doing the reason that I think you should be spending time focused on what the women are doing because they're producing the next generation. They're producing you. So a great deal of time. Excuse me. Can you hear me? You were doing so good and now you're frozen. And yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, shout out to Pablo Frescobar. He says you may not like them or their perspective. Um, Pablo, I think it, I, to me, it's not necessarily about a popularity contest because there are certain guys that I consider masculine but I don't like their personalities or certain things I don't like about them, but I still can, I would still consider some of the guys uh, masculine. I'm not, and I'm not going to name who, but um, certain guys that are, if, if a guy is too emotional, too whiny, too bitchy, um, too petty to me, that is so off putting um, for men. So yeah, I, I don't like a lot of that type of energy. Um, shout out to Dr. H.P. Black, PhD. He says, what about focusing in the or origin of the problems between Black men and Black women? R.E., why comment on the social construction of reality and the etymology of terminology? About focusing, y'all know I got a Mississippi public school education, so child, bear with me because he done said a lot of words and they like big words. Not all of them are big words. I get what they mean, but you know how it is still. Um, what about focusing on the origins? This is the thing, though. And what I've noticed about the manosphere space is the manosphere does not want to focus on the origins of the problems. Or it's like um, being that they feel like they've been exploited in the media for so long. 
um, men are like, we're basically wanting to get some get back and we want to see y'all suffer the same way we suffered, or we want to see y'all um, go through the same things that we went through when the social contract was broken. And black men don't feel like they have, um, like they have to repair the social contract when it wasn't them who broke it in the first place. So what I'm noticing, um, men, if men can point the finger and say that this race of women is bad, they ain't shit, they ain't hitting on shit, and that be like the voice of black men, I think a lot of black men are going to go with that since the finger was pointed at them first. And it's not about fixing anything. It's not about building anything but with black women. It's about look at these bitches over here. Look what they doing now. Look what they done did. Look what they continue to do. Um, and look at us black men. Look at us black men building. Look at us black men coming together. We're starting these movements. We have these things going on. So I think it's more about that than actually repairing anything. And so if you're focusing on origins of problems, then everybody will have to take accountability and responsibility for that. And black men are tired being the uh, ones being accountable. Um, yeah, or being held to account. So now it's quote unquote black women's turn, in my opinion, so. Um, a shout out to Dr. HP again. He says, I don't disagree, but it takes both sides to take accountability. Is that possible? Um, to be honest with you, no, we have too many people on both sides holding up for the bullshit on both sides. You have women that will uphold the bullshit. We women will not um hold women accountable and women are on cold with certain things we're just on cold with it it's just what it is but you also have men that are on cold with men now because they feel like women have gotten away with too much shit for too long and so men are like well y'all done got away with the bullshit for so long so why why can't we and both sides are not going to come to the table um when it's necessary to to, to build. So everybody has to be accountable. But if you have um, people on both sides upholding the bullshit, nobody's going to be accountable for anything. Um, and I'm going to get back I to agree. that super chat. Um, shout out to Black Bambi. She says, what has Black men taken accountability for? Well, if you have Black men who have control of their families, their great fathers, um, they're active in their children's lives, they take care of their families, they're responsible, they're business owners. Um, they go to work every day. They're not out here committing crime. To me, that is being accountable for their communities, their families, whatever. And I don't think we can ask that much more from, from black men, but to be accountable for the shit that they created. Um, mm. I think when you talk about accountability for black men, my question to you, Black Bambi, is what should they be taking accountability for That's a good outside question. of um, things that they've created? Now, if you're talking about stuff from back back in the day, then I will actually flip that question on you. What have Black women taken accountability for? I, I just think there has to be balance. And Concrete, I want you to answer that same mm -hmm. question. That's a good question. I like that you I like that you posed the question back to her, but I will say to me, 
Um, I'm a conscious woman. And as a conscious woman, I think that our obligation to one another goes beyond our individual um, families, our individual selves. Um, I think that that individuality is why we are where we are, why no one gives a damn about one another, why there is, I think that, you know, why we don't care about the social contract. No one will ever care about the social contract, that you can't have a social contract if there is no belief that we have an obligation to one another, that that we have, that, that there's this interconnectivity, that we're interconnected and that, you know, we benefit from each other doing well. So I think that your, your, your obligation, your duty is communal, that your duty to produce goes beyond, you know, what you have in your house, you know, even if it's just taking a neighbor kid under your wing, you know, looking out for your, your, your nephews and nieces, you know, um, you know, doing something within your own individual, you know, your own respective communities, but it should go beyond your household. I think that that's the only way to build unity. And that is how we truly build community, but you have to believe in interconnectedness. I think that nobody will ever care about a social contract if we are individualists and and we only care about what happens in our own homes. Yeah. Um, and Black Bambi, you did say something else. Uh, and I, I wanted to highlight that. Um, she says, then our community will reflect that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Black women should be held, especially single mothers, do you feel like they should be held to account for how their children turned out? Um because they we we also played a role in that while i think black men should have been leaders of the community to me that didn't necessarily happen and so being that they weren't the leaders of the community and women were leaders of the community or leading households um would black women be a part of being accountable should they take account for that and you know I, i'm curious about what you have to say about that but um, let me, let me oh. say something real quick, Danny. Sure. Um, so Bronzeburg asks, uh, so we searching for solutions on YouTube panels. This is the perfect place to have a solution-based conversation. You can reach more people, far more people. And this is essentially replaced town halls. We have a virtual town hall. Like what better place to have a solution-based conversation? You're touching people in all parts of the globe who can take this messaging back and impact people in their own respective communities. People scoff at having solution-based conversations with people on YouTube, but we can literally have a circle jerk conversation about our traumas and about how Sheila did me wrong in fourth grade because I asked her for a piece of bubble gum and she said no and gave it to Jacob for 12 hours on end. But to have a solution-based conversation is absurd. Come on now, like this makes sense. Uh, Black Bambi says the reason our community is barely hanging on is because Black women stayed, raised the children for education, um, rallied and fought for injustices. It's literally women fighting our community, fighting for our communities. I, I disagree with that. I think there have been both fighting for our communities, not all. Not all of us have fought for the communities. There have definitely been both. Um, 
the social media does give you a different thing. If you come online and you come to the space like the manosphere and you hear uh, guys say, burn that shit down, burn the community down and F the community, you're talking about a community that didn't accept them in the first place. So then why would you expect them to fight for a community that didn't embrace them? Um, that's one. Then for the men that did fight, we don't acknowledge the men that did fight. It's easy to say the niggas ain't shit. Da, 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 da. We fucked them. We had babies by them. And then they, they left or we put them out and they didn't stay and fight. Then what? Um, yeah. And, and like I said, you do have, uh, you do have women that did that and women that fought for our communities, but women fought to be in the lead. And so what does leadership get you? And, and as a leader, if you stayed and, and you chose to lead that community, then you have to be accountable, um, for a lot of its mishaps. And like I said, I think the brunt is to bear for both sides, but yeah. we also have to be accountable for our part. And yeah, if but their leadership was on us, then that's just what it is. But let's not act like that brothers weren't, you know, in the community as well. Like we didn't have a community absent of black men. And if you're saying that black women stayed and raised the children and, you know, did all of these things, where were black men? Like, where do you think that black men were? Um, do you think that black men made a conscious decision to leave these communities in droves and abandon the black communities and, you know, set up residence in other communities where they were happier? And and you know and allowing other women to enjoy the fruits of their labors, like labor. Um, where do you think black men went, or you know what do you think resulted in the absence of black men during the time when black women were doing all this, just out of curiosity? And this is just for the sake of conversation, because I do I am happy that you are responding, and this is good feedback. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says, what you, what y'all are saying ties into what I was saying about the space. It should be a revolving door. Get the knowledge you need and move on as a greater person. In my opinion, dudes get stuck here and don't leave. And he's been saying that from the beginning, like he came here, he had, he has what knowledge that he's obtained from the space. Um, he's done his own self work. And, you know, we're cultivating our relationship and our marriage and um, he didn't stay here. The crazy thing is I'm here, though. The irony. I'm here. And um, yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting because <laughs> I'm here and I, I it's it's an interesting space to be in because a lot of things have kind of helped us listening to some of the points not everything definitely not everything i don't take i take a lot of shit that um is said in the space with a grain of salt but certain aspects that i've learned from the space have helped me um communicate better with black men have helped me be a better um woman to black men and i won't i won't deny you guys that some of the things that i've learned from here now that being said it's also a toxic ass space and we know that it's toxic here and um, you can come here and cry your heart out and say bitches ain't shit and you got me and cheering you on and you know I, I, it's kind of like being at the barbershop or uh, being um, at a juke joint with uh, the men's club honey so I, I get it ah Naima 
Naima, I thought about you. Hey, girl. (laughs) She says, a beautiful ladies, happy belated B-Day. Oh, I miss y'all. We miss you, you too. When are you coming back to that? Hey, Naima. Right, that part. Yes. She said, uh, shout out to me, the alchemist. (laughs) Go deeper. Why is it toxic, though? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She asked the question. Honey, (laughs) it's toxic because to me, a lot of the talking points are hella hypocritical. Um, I think that a lot of men still have a lot of blue pill thinking as it pertains to women. They hate hoes over here, but they'll go pay for a hoe somewhere else. Um, They hate single mothers over here, but then they'll go and wipe one up. It's shit like that that makes it a weird thing because then it's um, blue pill, uh, red pill here, but blue pill for other women. Um, Certain excuses and things that they allow um, other races of women to have or to do when it comes down to black women, they want to hold us to every account. Then when it comes down to the community itself, of course, not all black men ruin the community, but they want to be like the black men that a lot of men want to have the same clout, the same um, holes that a lot of black men get. And I'm saying like you have a certain subsection of black men um, that would be considered pookies and ray rays, but they have been um, uh, kind of pedestalized by a lot, a large majority of our community. So I, that's my opinion. And um, yeah, that's my opinion of it. Um, He said, I think you have a misconception of that actually. I don't know if that's a misconception. I've been here for a few for for a while. I've been here and I've heard every talking point. Jeez, for what seven years something? Yeah, I've been here for a minute and I've heard a lot of the talking points and I've seen content creator by content creator by content creator use a lot of these talking points and um yeah, I think yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I have it wrong, but you know, um, yeah. And black wizard was like, I've been here longer than you. You right. You have, but <laughs> yeah, I, but, but then a thing to me too is black wizard. I think that you as a man are going to be able to see things. You're going to see things differently than me as a woman. Um, coming into here and then especially me as a black woman when the sole focus has been on the negative um, aspects of black women I, I just think you're gonna see it differently than I would um, shout out to Andrew um, Andrew said sis G is gonna disregard the fact that most black women here are embarrassing coons that worship white men and are oh. jealous of white women black men should go other places to see if they can find better most black most you see how he be andrew like where do you get your stats from like i mean the cdc pew research like where do you get your stats from (laughs) because he be throwing out these wild sweeping generalizations like he gonna say i disregard like what (laughs) why why i got to be in it girl uh, Mm -mm -mm. y'all be killing me why why is my fault 
Um, <laughs> and then this is the thing. Y'all don't give any freaking credit to the women who will sit here and y'all don't give any credit for women that stand. Listen, you be damned if you do, damned if you don't. If I get on here talking like Cynthia G, I ain't gonna win. If I get on here and support y'all till the fucking wheels fall off, I ain't gonna win either. It don't even matter. It don't even matter anymore. Ain't no winning. Andrew and Charles get their stats from the same place. You see Charles? Oh, God. (laughs) 70% of black kids made by 10% of black men. Mm -hmm. That is Absolutely incorrect. <laughs> Absolutely incorrect. Absolutely. And Baby. then they count out these fake ass stats. <laughs> and that you they've been counting for years that are absolutely untrue. That has been debunked, debunked, debunked. 80% of black men have kids by the age of 40. We said that the last show. Mm-hmm. You funny. know what happens? I think that when they're watching Pornhub at the bottom, maybe uh, it's little advertisements that be scrolling, giving them false stats, and they'd be like, "Ooh, this one I could use tomorrow, <laughs> girl." <laughs> Listen, May, when you make up the stats, send them to me so we can spread them all around the space, and we're gonna just start town. What? Uh, <laughs> Ninety percent of black men are in jail. Child, girl, fuck, make up anything. And they, I mean, like they just make up whatever they want whenever it's necessary. And then we'll say it like it's facts. Like, yeah, that right there. Yeah, see, you black bitches. It's not my fault. I didn't even do nothing, girl. I cannot. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, it's an interesting space. Let me tell you, oh, girl. So our poll results are. Okay. 50-50. 50-50. is the poll. The poll was, are men in the manosphere masculine? There were 80 votes and we have a 50-50 I'm going to need some of y'all to go vote on this poll so we can get, uh, yeah, I'm going to give y'all a few more minutes to vote on this poll because, yeah, we need a tiebreaker. It is at 50-50. Interesting stuff, y'all. That's, and I bet it's 50% of the women. (laughs) When we um, do the, when we do the get the stats back, I want I'm gonna see um the percentage of women to men that we had in our chat today. But I do see a lot of ladies present and shout out to y'all. But okay, and we are still at 50-50 with 86 votes. Amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. 50-50. And I think um, yeah. So Concrete. Uh, did you have something else, child? Um, I have nothing else, child. Nothing. This is a very interesting, robust conversation, though. Um, definitely shout out to all of y'all. Um, Bambi. Um, I think she she must have left because she was definitely giving us some interesting questions Yay. to yeah absolutely and i definitely appreciated her engaging with us in the conversation as well as all of y'all too like definitely the chat for you know keeping the conversation going with the interesting questions and responses 
responses, um, you know, to our, our conversation. So we definitely appreciate y'all. Yeah. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, Sister George, instead of imagining I'm a black man and you're a black woman, try to see through the lens of finding comfort and gaining accessibility to it. This will make things more neutral, neutral and human. Um, Black Wizard, uh <laughs> that's kind of difficult. Black like, Wizard. It's- I think if I was a content creator that didn't have the experience that I've had here, I probably would be able to be a little bit more neutral and not to say that I, and I take responsibility for, um, I take responsibility for that. Um, I've had my own experience here. And so with me having my own experience here, it's probably going to be more difficult for me to be, one side or the other or more neutral in this situation because I've had an experience. So being that I've gone through my experiences, I don't think that I would be like, I wouldn't be able to be selected as a jury um, in regards to, because I've had an experience. You're biased. Yeah. And and I'm, I probably am, but don't get me wrong. I feel like there is definitely um, balance to be had here. And I try to find balance, but um, being that I've had my experiences here and both good and bad, because I've definitely had some fun in the space. Honey. I don't think nobody has had more fun than me. Um, and y'all know I love to troll. So I think that with me having my experiences, it's probably going to be um, off because I've I've gone through what I've gone through. And yeah, so. Um, Sister George, I admire that you admit, admit it finally. No, I've always admitted it. Haven't I, Concrete? Haven't I been? <laughs> Do I always You're pretty honest. Here? You're pretty honest, so I don't see you. I thought I've been uh, honest to, to, for the most part. For the most yeah. part. I don't necessarily see myself as a victim in every situation, but there have been situ- situations to where you know, motherfuckers are straight out of pocket. And for the most part, you're pretty forthcoming and pretty, you know, honest about about things and how you, you know, um because every that- situation I wasn't right in, I wasn't right in every situation either. I definitely yeah. wasn't right in every t- situation, but you know, child, that's yeah. what makes uh things good, honey. We like to fight. Mm-hmm. But you know, I got my seventy, my uh sixties hairdo, so you know, I just like to bake cookies and shit. <laughs> okay, we're gonna end the poll. Yeah. And with us ending the poll, fifty-one percent of you guys said that the manosphere is not masculine. Um, forty-nine percent of you agreed that it is masculine, and with uh, with that being said, to me the poll was still too close. Um, so yeah, it was still too close for me. Um, yeah, it was still too close. And, but <laughs> May says the majority. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true even if let me tell you something do you know how often black men tout that stat that 51 percent of them 51 52 percent of black men are single and childless majority rules may 
We take we taking it. Thank you, Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, Jim, you be taking it too far. <laughs> taking it too far. Stop, ma'am. <laughs> Stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's masculine, I think, just not in a way that I teach my son. Wow. <laughs> Why wouldn't you teach your son the man on speedway? <laughs> Oh, so Black Wizard, you ain't gonna let your son watch the Manosphere when he get about seven, eight? You ain't gonna let him want, join in on them? I mean, I let uh, Solomon listen to a couple, a couple. You things. do certain things, yeah. I thought you said he can't watch, but he can't, he watch, can't watch our here. show. No, he can't watch here. We the probably the mildest thing in the Manosphere. Nephew should be able to watch us if he could watch this other. Concrete. If you was really approved, I would allow him to watch it. <laughs> Oh yeah, you do be having me off the chain. Yeah, I don't want him seeing his aunt in rare form. You right. Don't don't let him. Don't let him. Mm-mm. Concrete, if he was a real prude, I would let him watch it. Child, <laughs> don't don't let him. You be having me yeah. off the chain. No. And then the fact that we talk about sex sometimes here. Yeah, don't like, don't let nah. him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I, I still want to look like the Virgin Mary to my son. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Oh, Black Wizard, you gonna let your baby at seven years old? Child, I would never. I would block anything. I would block the name Manosphere from being able to come up in in the search engine. No, no. Ah. The hell? <laughs> um, Azriel, first of his name, what makes the Manosphere non-masculine, though? The bitch-assness? Have you seen it? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, th- that's very pointed so the whole shit they be doing <laughs> 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 that part you don't think so okay oh. the fact that y'all will find the women more masculine where your wife at because she may say different she may have a differing opinion she know what goes down in the manosphere I think she may be like hell to the no 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 wait you wouldn't let your kid watch the manosphere content watch the manosphere content creators I'm very much a like over spoiler coddler. My child will still be watching Barney at seven, baby. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, I would let my child watch um BGS or something like somebody like BGS and yeah, oh, I, I knew it was something I forgot about. Shout out to BGS. He did bring back BGS for women. So wait, that, what? Girl, I mean this. See, I kept my notifications on and it's been years. Yeah, girl. BGS for women is back and I showed up, honey. I was part of the BGS for oh, women really? alumni. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I see what we're doing. I was on the roll and, and it blame Curlin. You know, I ain't going to take accountability for that. We're just going to blame Curlin, honey, for anything that I can't. It's Curlin's fault. So you, you, you popped up and, and was there. So it's back, back, not coming back. No, it's back, honey. It was Friday night lights, honey. Um, let me um, see. You was on I... the panel? A little bit. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on there long, if that's any <laughs> consolation. I was on there for about 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes, like five minutes because we were I, on the I road. ain't going to be mad because, you know, I do be like, I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So I, I, I get it, but it's also BGS. Also facts. But it's also BGS. Facts. 
also facts. Yeah, it, it, he he showed up, child, and it was it was uh, a really good show. Um, so oh, I'm, I'm, I'm to, upset that I wasn't there. I'm gonna post the link to BGS for Women, and so um, if you guys get a chance, definitely go over there and subscribe. Um, break down a woman's perspective, and I am posting the link in the chat. So um, paste. There you go. Um, it is posted in the chat. So um, if you guys aren't know. busy on Friday nights, um, definitely come up there and um, mm. let's get to it. Ooh, um, somebody it. did post a question to us, Concrete, that mm -hmm. I thought was very interesting. What was it? What makes you unmarriageable? What makes one unmarriageable? Yes. So we were going to have the expert answer this question. Um, to be Wait, completely honest, if feel, I, I, let me just say just real quick, mm -hmm. we're going to reschedule him at some point. Mm -hmm. So we didn't want to get off into the actual topic because we wanted to reserve the topic. Um, when yeah. we actually had the relationship and he's a relationship strategist, um, a dating coach and he's and an author. author. Mm -hmm. And so um, he knows what he's talking about. He's also a matchmaker. And so we wanted to um, have him answer the question as well. But so I we wouldn't want to get too much off into it, but we, we can definitely answer. Yeah, well, I'll take a stab at it. Yeah. To me, um, something that would make one unmarriageable is um, that you haven't resolved your past traumas. So the number one thing that makes a person unmarriageable is, you know, zero resolution for your past traumas. So lots of unhealed past traumas that you haven't start the, started the healing process on. Um, another thing that would make one unmarriageable would be um, your inability, unwillingness to compromise. So not willing or, you know, um, don't know compromise. Um, um, something else, one, and I'll just do three random things that just off the top of my head. Another thing that would make a person unmarriageable to me would be a person who, and I'm, these are mainly things, I guess, that would pertain to Black women, since that's who we were going to talk about, would be a person who um, does not understand the value of partnership. So a person who doesn't understand the value of partnership, um, who doesn't understand, you know, how valuable partnership is and um, the makeup of partnership and, and everything that, that, that it entails and doesn't see or understand the value in it. Uh, so those would just be three random things that I believe that would make a person unmarriageable. For me, if I were a man, those three things would be um, requirements for me. For any person, a woman coming to the table, if I were a man, those would be three things that you would have to have um, in order for me to consider marrying you. So, yeah. Um, so what I would say is what would make a woman unmarriageable would be, um, combativeness. 
um, combativeness is hard to deal with for anybody, but um, if y'all in, in not being able to establish a proper relationship dynamic. Now, every relationship is different, but if you're too far into um, your masculine energy, then to me, that would make you unmarriageable to a masculine man. If you're too far in your masculine energy and you want a masculine man, that's probably not going to work out. Now, that being said, if you find a feminine man and you're masculine, that energy might work out because you, you guys would probably balance each other out. But um, not being able to admit when you're wrong um, and then not ex the expectation of not having to work um, within your marriage. And I mean, unless, unless you're making the money, unless you're making the money um, to where you, you guys are provided for um, in certain aspects, you're going to have to work. And a lot of women will come into a marriage with a lot of expectations, but don't really realize that you could see some shit on TV you can hear people talking about it, but it's like one of those things, unless you're in it, you don't know. And there's always going to be something to do, something to clean, something to fix. It's always going to be some shit. And you have to have that kind of on your brain, unless, unless, because you do have some people that are financially um, sound. Um, yeah. So if you're not financially sound to where y'all have maids and chefs coming, you're always going to have some shit to do. And that's the majority of the, of us. Um, then not letting your man um, lead or not knowing how to let your man lead. A lot of times when we choose people, a lot of times we choose people based on sexual attraction and how good they can sex us. But um, we get sex good and then we wake up and we don't necessarily trust the man. So if I can't necessarily trust you, I'm not going to trust you to be in charge of shit. I'm going to try to do all this shit myself and then get mad because I don't trust you and then get mad when you don't take initiative to do certain things because I've taken on everything myself and then I'm, I'm looking crazy. So to me, that would make you unmarriageable, not being able to trust somebody to lead you. Um, so those are my things. And I'm pretty sure there's a couple more, but those are the things that I can think of, think of yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. That was yeah. a good question. Thank you. Um, shout out to Charles keys. He says a husband doesn't ask for anything. The wife knows what to do. Um, I think that is a weird expectation because you should be able to communicate and I don't know if that was a question or a statement, but I think communication in every relationship is important and understanding how to communicate with your partner is important because if you have an expectation and you're not communicating that she should, certain things I feel like should be common sense. But if you say what needs to be said up front, then you don't have to worry about it on the back end if you communicate what you need and what you want out front. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, and it looks like it was a statement, but yeah, I think, you know, one should communicate, um, you know, their needs. And I think that, um, 
you know, it's unfair to expect a person to anticipate your needs as well. Um, oftentimes I anticipate my husband's needs, but if he needs something and I haven't anticipated it, he's going to tell me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then he says, a wife, um, you find a wife, a man, when he finds a wife, but that still doesn't um, take away um, communication and what needs to be built to sustain that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, it's easy to get married. It's hard to stay there. Um, and you have to communicate and be able to communicate effectively if you want shit to work out. Um, yeah. So it works better when you um, have um, open and honest communication and you're able to um, get past a lot of surface level shit. A lot of us stick straight to the surface and we ain't talking about having the conversations that really need to be had. We ain't talking about where we insecure at or things that we lack at. And a lot of people um, would like to kind of sit on top of the things that you lack at or things that really need to be talked about um, for the sake of staying together. And these shits will, the problems are still going to happen, honey. I can promise you that they still going to come up and come out in other aspects. If you're not taking care of it off top, they're going to come out. I, I promise you that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, Tezar, Tezar said value in relationship, money, substance, longevity, curious leadership, trust, a choice of man. Thank you. Um, you have a point teaser. Tezer, Tezer. Yeah, Tezer. It looks like Tezer. Um, I agree. Those are absolutely um, some things that would make uh, someone unmarriageable, not valuing the relationship, not valuing, you know, money, um, you know. The money one is a trust. Thing, especially if y'all don't have it, because that's also going to be an issue at some point. If you don't mm -hmm. have it, it's going to be an issue. Um. um but I think that what makes one person unmarriageable to, you know, what makes you unmarriageable to one person may not make you unmarriageable to another or what's unmarriageable for one may not be unmarriageable for another. Because for me, I might say like, you know, people have different deal breakers and myself and Danny have talked about this time and time again on this platform regarding certain things that are like, you know, are deal breakers for uh you know certain things that may be deal breakers for me that are not for Danny or certain things that may be deal breakers for Danny that are not for me so yeah. you know and the same thing will you know come into play when we talk about what makes one unmarriageable so um you know for one person a person may say if you don't value money you're not marriageable for me and what another person might say well you don't necessarily have to value money but there has to at least be an agreement because of the way that I value money for me to ha handle the finances. So they may have something to offset that thing that, you know, the, uh, that may be a complete deal breaker for another person. So, yeah, that, and we, shout it's important to make that distinction. Sorry. Danny. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, shout out to auntie Wanda, Mrs. Wanda. Yeah. Haney. She says been married for <laughs> over 20 years and it's not a fairy tale. Um, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't want to be a person to glorify um, things that don't that that shouldn't be glorified. It's definitely I, I would say I have a great marriage. I love being married. I love being married to my husband. Um, but uh, you know, you're gonna go through your shit. It's just it's just what couples do. You're gonna go yeah, through your shit. It's natural. Yeah. So. 
people Shout felt out. some type of way when Michelle Obama said that even about Barack, that for 10 years she went through her SHIT with Barack and they couldn't stand one another for 10 years while the kids were little because, you know, it was difficult. It was just a trying time in the relationship. But how dare she? How dare you speak about someone who was the president of the free world like that? Like, um, I guess uh, I'm gonna be honest. So I don't think she got too personal, like deep, deep in their business. Mm -hmm. Um, but to say that you couldn't stand a person for ten whole years—that's a long mm -hmm. goddamn time. And then it's like, what was y'all doing for ten years that y'all couldn't stand each other? So I don't know. I don't it think she thing. like. I think that people took her words too literally. Like if you think that somebody stayed in the relationship for 10 whole years and there were never any good times throughout that 10 years, I'm thinking she's saying that, that like it was a up and down cycle within that 10 years. And she goes, she went into detail about it in her book. So she was talking about a passage in her book specifically. But I think that, you know, people talk about when your kids, are, she, and she went into detail in the interview about like the kids were just very demanding. And what it was is that with the kids being so demanding, it put strain on their relationship because the kids were just so demanding that it was like, you can't yell at the kids and be angry at the kids. So it was like, your partner was just the closest target. And, you know, in hindsight, you know, what she understands now versus then, but look what came out of it. Like they can't, you know, li literally look how Barack looks at her. Like literally people look at them as relationship goals. But her point was that you may look at us as relationship goals, but this relationship was work and people don't believe in putting forth the work. And that's why they never get to that point of people saying relationship goals, because you want everything to come easy to you. And anything worth having is has to be worth fighting for and clearly their relationship was worth fighting for because she stuck it out and he stuck it out yeah okay well um shout out to everybody who came through please hit the like button on your way yeah. out um and subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed and we will see you guys back here on Wednesday. Be on time. We might have something popping, honey. Mm -hmm. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. We're going to have something good for y'all. Mm -hmm. We out, y'all. Peace.